this is the We Create Podcast. We Create is all about creating a life filled with passion and a quest for purpose and happiness. I found some music online a couple of years ago, maybe probably like five or six years ago, and I was immediately drawn in by the authenticity and the pure passion and the delivery, the lyrics and the performance and just the whole package together. I met the artist. We became quite friendly. He's actually played at our house twice. We've supported some of his gigs. And I'm very excited to share a little bit of the headspace that this artist operates in. You might find him online under his birth name that he'll reveal in the episode. But I'm I'm very excited to introduce you today to Jack Thomas. Looks so quiet, quiet as a man. What I love about his interview is just the, the honesty, the honesty about the struggle and how to create and how to sell that creativity. Hello. Hi, it's Michelle again. Thanks for doing this. We'll, no, we'll thank start you. This is really sec. cool. <laughs> yeah. Um, this is really cool. Yeah, you know, I've been following your journey, so I think it's a it's a nice story to share. So, um, thank you. Tell us a little bit about your history and who you are. Let's start there. Yeah, I'm a 34 year old South African male living in Cape Town, and I've uh, been playing music for about uh, 28, almost 30 of those years. Um, I started out at the age of five. My dad bought me a guitar and I just started playing music and um, everything's kind of like just been an extension of that, um, kind of this first love, this kind of safe safe place. I've been in countless bands and started countless side projects and, and been under countless names and variations of, of a name. So, um, but all with the pure focus to make music that is different, unique, and um, impactful on on a person, whether it be um, listening to it in their lounge or watching me perform on a stage. So that's kind of always been my ethos. Growing up in Brackenfell in the northern suburbs of Cape Town, um, experiencing uh, some frustrations and uh, unease there, and always wanting to be in in a city environment, which is which has now been my kind of current state of of living for the last three or four years. So I've been lucky to be able to move to the city. So and then I also I also DJ. That's what I haven't mentioned that I also DJ. So that's that's about three years ago I started DJing as well, and that's kind of kept me out of financial trouble. And I've uh, been an interesting outlet and an interesting new development. I never thought that I would be doing a, a, I never thought I would be a DJ, but uh, here I am doing it. So, so yeah, that I think that kind of sums up in a bit of a roundabout, kind of convoluted way about the, the last thirty-four years of my life. So your dad taught you music or to play guitar, and and what, he's, he wasn't a musician, was he? Yeah, he he had a, a band when he was uh, in his teens um, with a bunch of friends, and he always describes it as like it was just like a covers band, you know. And uh, he he wrote a couple of songs, but he never really wanted to be a front man, and he he was happy to be a support to the band members. He always had a 
strong appreciation for lyric, lyrical music. You know, guys like Bob Dylan and Tom Waits and Springsteen and and I mean we've we've had a, a basically my whole life we've had this kind of long-standing conversation about music. It's just never ended and kind of the, one of the things that's kind of bonded us together. And so it's, it's, it's been quite wonderful to have that, to share that bond with my father. So by, by default, he's always been exceptionally um, supportive. Did you ever have music lessons or do you play by ear or like what's your relationship to the technical side of music? Yeah, um, apparently the story goes is that because my, my parents, I kind of grew up in a, in a quite um, uh, a Christian upbringing. So... Um, we we would go to church on Sundays, and then after the church service was done, I would run up, you know, as a toddler, I would run up on, on the stage, and I would play around with all the instruments. And one of my, my dad's best friends, uh, John O'Nellis, um, was the drummer in the church, and my dad also played a bit in the church. And so we, and, and John's son, Nick O'Nellis, went on to become my drummer for a couple of years. So I was surrounded by, by music, from a young age and he just kind of like he kind of he put it in my general direction and I can't actually remember those first few years I can remember the day that that he brought the guitar home that I remember vividly like it was yesterday Mm -hmm. and unraveling opening up this cardboard box and showing me my first guitar and that was obviously a very significant memory for me but I can't remember actually you know the, the first few years of learning to actually do chords I can't really remember too much. The, the 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 first memory is getting the guitar, and then the next memory is 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 um, my dad kind of finger picking and me like going like wow I want to learn how to do that one day, and then every now and then I would call him and say hey dad I I figured out a new chord pattern or melody and he would come listen to what it was. So from about the age of eight I would say I was going through songbooks. I remember the very first song that I learned to play that. Um, that I found in a book was the Peter Starsett's Where Do You Go to My Lovely? Which oh, to yeah. this day is still one <laughs> love of my favorite that. songs. Yeah. yeah. So I love that song. That song is an amazing song. <laughs> so, so I would just go to songbooks and I would just kind of like learn the chords that my dad taught me. And obviously I was a bit too young and my fingers weren't developed to do bar chords. So I was playing quite simple stuff um, where I found true fun and experimentation was alternate tunings. So I was um, from the from the ages of really like when I started writing music, which was probably about the age of eleven, um, when I was starting to find my own voice within this, you know, wonderful kind of uh, how does one put it? It's like a kaleidoscope of kind of feelings and expressions, and finding your own voice in that is quite fun and it's interesting and it's daunting and it's uh, it's it's a it's a weird experience to be able to say, okay, I've written my first song and. I can't remember. A lot of artists actually know what their first songs were or can actually still play them. I don't know what my first song was, but I I remember around the age of about 11 to 13, I was just writing a whole bunch of different ideas and, and then coming up with all these alternate tunings. And So I'm I, in a way, I'm self-taught, but my dad uh, directed me. You know, he gave me the kind of the, the push in the right direction. During my high school career, um, my high school time, which was also a very difficult time for me because I didn't connect with anything really academic um, and my kind of my dream of becoming the next um, you know John McEnroe or Pete Sampras 
because I love tennis. That's still one of my favorite sports. It's the only sport that I really connected with. That kind of fell to the wayside once I really threw myself into music. So um, I think I've always just had a very strong sense that all I want to do is be on stage and make people go, oh my God. You know, <laughs> like just impress people with, with real and honest performances and, and good music. These kind of just these bar lines and these notes and it just, it was too mathematical for my liking and uh, it, it just confused me. Um, whereas you give me an instrument and I can make a song, you know what I mean? And for me, yeah. that was far more empowering that I could have my own voice with um, with this instrument. So I've always had a knack for, for, like you mentioned, using my ear. I've always had a knack for for going onto any form of, of acoustic instrument and getting a sound out of it and making something out of it, even if I don't know what I'm doing. I'll find where to put my fingers and I will come up with something. So I'm a very, um, it's a very, I like the fact that with music, it, you can be a kid. You can just kind of like, it's a new toy. Every time you put up, pick up the instrument, anything can happen. My formative years was just like, I just want to play. I just want to write music. I just want to express because it was, the, it was my greatest outlet of expression. Um, and I was desperately wanting to express. So maybe it's a good time now to ask, complete the sentence, music is, da, da, da. What's music to uh, you? Well, for me, the first word that came to mind was life. Um, music is life. Music is, it, 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 that sums it up completely. Um, uh, because for me, it's the only thing that's made sense. And so navigating my myself through life growing up you know growing my body's growing my mind is growing my heart is expanding I'm learning heartbreak I'm learning about um, you know but when I get into my bedroom with my guitar or in the bathroom because I love I love you know making music in the bathroom really you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so so uh, yeah, just you're sitting on a you're sitting on the toilet, you know. <laughs> basically, the, the 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 because there's so much tile, the you know the, there's no carpets in yeah, bathrooms generally. Are quite so hard, the acoustics yeah. there are just very it's very um it's sympathetic towards the music, so it creates this wonderful chamber of sound. Well, so basically, what I'm saying is that everything outside of the house or wherever you rehearse has always felt for me very chaotic and very kind of like um, difficult to navigate. Whereas when you're sitting in your bedroom or your bathroom, wherever you rehearse, the, you have the space to then kind of like sit with this thing that you're crafting and you're working on and it's a controlled environment. So music is life for me because it kind of has given me life. It's given me an outlet to feel like I have a say, I have a, I have a place in this world. Um, I don't think that there's been anything else in my life. The only other thing that's kind of given me that sense of life or that sense of expression has been photography, um, you know, to, to, to take an image and kind of put your own grasp on it. Um, mm. But, uh, yeah, that, that, to, to complete the sentence, music is life. That's, that's the best way to put it. I want to latch onto that. So you mentioned that you also started DJing a while ago, and and 
I have seen you perform and I can also definitely say like you put everything in and there's a lot of passion and there's a lot of authenticity in it. So mm. now that you've said what music means to you, is that limited to performing? Um, and obviously DJing is also a performance in a way. Mm. But just maybe mm. talk a little bit about that relationship. So either your relationship with DJing or DJing versus you picking up a guitar and, and using your voice. Yes. My my biggest hurdle is that everything has to have meaning in my life. Like everything that I do has to have meaning. So and it has to have a kind of end goal, I've realized. So DJing as a is a means to an end, but it's it's not adding much meaning to my life. Um and that's become a problem for me. Um and it's and it's it's a very very different situation when I'm on stage with a band or solo, making music that I wrote, or performing music that I wrote. So those two worlds are extremely separate. When I play a song that I really really like, then I'm dancing with that song, and people, you know, I'm quite a spectacle when I'm in the DJ booth because I'm jumping up and down a lot, and I'm getting involved with it. I'm not just pushing play and kind of like, you know, standing back. Mm -hmm. So I do bring an element of performance into my DJ sets, but then it's not because, because of also the venues that I'm playing. I'm not, I'm not a DJ like say, for instance, who's a famous DJ like Skrillex or, you know, um, David Guetta, who's kind of wrote this music and now he's playing it out. I'm not that kind of DJ. I'm, the, the the electronic music or the dance music that I make is far more slow and cinematic and kind of requires you to actually sit sit down and not dance to it. So so the, the the DJ the DJ music that I'm making is basically commercial music. You know, I'm just playing the hits. It's fun because you get to make people dance and that's a fun experience. And I don't really have that with the music that I've played in my life. I don't. My music isn't dance music, the, 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 my personal music. So it's nice to see when you, when whatever you've chosen is connecting with the audience. That's a cool feeling. Mm. But there, there's, there's, um, I'm playing other people's music. It's like it's like doing a covers gig for three or five hours. It, it doesn't serve my soul, like you say. You know, it, it's a, it's a job. Yeah. And. Um, but, and ironically, that ties in with my own kind of frustrations around art and business. Um, it's 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 really it's been one of the most challenging things for me is how to be an artist that is successful. Um, it's a very 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 strange uh, place that you that you move in because um, you've you've sat in your room. With, your, with yourself or a bunch of people and you create this like body of work and all you want all you really want to do is just show it to people and then you have to think about all the other stuff that comes with it okay now how are we going to package this what's my message it becomes so strange and that's the alienating part of art is this whole business side of it and um it's it's it can really dilute the basic feel the, the feel that is the art but that's where an agent or some sort of business support could potentially help because then you 
can focus on the creative side um, and somebody yes. else takes the the art of selling your art and, and runs with yes. it. Yes, that 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 that's the always, but that can be challenging. I, as I found myself, and um, as I'm sure many of my fellow musicians, even DJs, have found, you know, to to find somebody or find a group of people who can handle your stuff for you, um, and uh, it it can be tricky. I found it difficult. I still I'm still finding it difficult, you know, um, to to find people who can who can allow me to basically. Um, just do the art and they do the business. Um, it's, it's, it's not easy to find somebody who can do that. Yeah, I can go on, but I won't. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good, that was a good share. Thank you. Um, cool. It's a, the, the whole thing around your, your stage names and um, what name do you DJ under? Um, and then what name do you play under and what other names hmm. have you had? Okay, well, my, my DJ name is Weird Kid. Um, it's kind of self-explanatory, and basically it alludes to my childhood again. It's basically I've always just felt like a bit of an outsider. It's a very stereotypical singer-songwriter thing to say. Um, but, uh, but Weird Kid is my DJ name, and then my, my stage name as a solo performer is uh, Jack Thomas. Um, over the years, I've had a number of names. Obviously, band names I've, I've you know, band, band names are band names, but as an artist, solo artist name, I've, I've had a, quite a few, but this is the first time that I've actually made a, a real shift away from my birth name, which was a, my original stage name. So, I, you know, I was born Joshua Kenneth Grierson, and my stage name for a long time was Joshua Grierson. One of the, my major uh, flaws as well is my um, my consistency for indecision and it's very very true to my star sign which is Gemini and I'm constantly in a in-fight mode with myself of what to do next and uh, what to say next and so there's there's, there's, this, uh, there's a restlessness within me that does come across in my live performances and some of my music but it's also come across in my the way that I've tried to bring myself across in marketing and those kinds of things so um, the constant name changes hasn't been a very good business move, but it's felt right for me. So, and I've I've really hoped that people will just kind of go, okay, well he's changed his name again, but we still love his music. We, okay, we'll have to look out for this name now. But unfortunately, people don't do that. You know, they they forget, and you need to constantly be in people's faces. And all the while, all I want to do is just make music. You know, but the current name is Jack Thomas. And it's uh, basically it refers to my father's name, which is Thomas. His his first name is Thomas, and I, and it's kind of like a little tip my hat to my dad for for his you know initial um, interest in me finding an interest in this. And then I've always loved the name Jack. I think Jack is such a great name. Now with any kind of rebrand comes um, you know you have to spend a lot of time on on marketing the new name, and the, and that's basically what I been doing the last year i've been sitting in my bedroom on software um recording music and finding the sound this the new sound that i want to kind of take myself into um and hoping that it will it, it will kind of strike a chord with uh, a large audience so do you want to talk a little bit about your latest song or your latest album and then also the the trip you've just come back from from germany 
Yes. Um, basically, um, I've got a four-track EP coming out. I'm busy working with a couple of very wonderfully talented, influential people in Cape Town to help me release the record. Um, but I can say that the, 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 the title of the EP is called Of Love. And um, it's got four tracks. And basically, I, I, I wrote, recorded, arranged, mixed all the, the songs in my bedroom on my computer. Um, I've, I've made a little home studio in my bedroom and kind of wrote these songs and sculpted them for months and months. And um, so, yeah, they're, they're, they are going to be released soon. But um, your listeners can can hear one song um, and and another cover that I did uh, about a year ago. But the the single, the first single that I that I've been pushing for the record is called "I Was Just a Kid with a Crush," and I will send you I'll send through to you a, like a SoundCloud link. Lovely. I have yeah. put it up on SoundCloud. But there's still a lot of work to be done in order to to build more content around the record. So, uh, like press shots and music videos and things of this nature. But, you know, articles like this or being on your podcast, it really helps to, to build a bit more awareness around the name and the record and the music. So I, so thanks for, for approaching me to do it. As I've said, I've been playing music all my life. So there's so many songs and I've got, you know, you, you know, you've, I've, you've known my back catalog of, of, of material. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so there i played when i was in germany now the, the main the main reason for going wasn't actually a business one or or or, or a music industry one it was really just to to visit my girlfriend through serendipity i actually got to play twice in germany and i got to make some contacts and the feedback i got was just really positive and really um wonderful and so i'm really hoping that i could return next year with in a proper you know more official kind of way what makes you happy or what does your perfect day look like? You know, the perfect day would probably be outdoors. So certainly it would start with a good breakfast and getting out into nature. And once the sun starts going down, maybe making your way into a quiet space where you can start making some music Maybe some dancing is involved, um, and then maybe around eight o'clock, nine o'clock, you sit down at a long table with a bunch of your friends, maybe a romantic partner, and you have a meal together, and you break some bread, and you have a bottle of wine, and you converse until midnight, and then probably end off with a whiskey and some really, really good music. You know, great conversation makes me happy. That's what makes me happy. Great conversations. We were inspiring each other and learning from each other and encouraging each other to be better humans. Speaking so. of your expensive taste, I'm going to throw these in. Ice cream mm. or cake? You have to choose between the two. I, I thought about that. And when you when you mentioned these X or Ys, I was like, geez, it's <laughs> like I'm such a mood. I'm such a <laughs> mood-based person. I'm freaking moody, which can have some astronomically disastrous <laughs> effects the people around me but um in this case i must say i will probably always go for ice cream okay burger or pizza so, definitely pizza beer wine definitely wine sunrise or sunset yeah that's a, that's a hard one 
but I'm going to say sunset. Why? There's this interesting energy. Um, things are slowing down. Um, as opposed to sunrise, things are starting to speed up. Uh, sunset, things are slowing down. And it also signals my favorite time of the of the 24-hour period is the nighttime. Um, I'm very attracted to the nighttime. I do most of my writing at night. You know, it's an old blue saying, the nighttime's the right time. <laughs> um, and uh, there's just a, yeah, there's, there's, I just find the day very chaotic. Um, uh, the day energy is very chaotic. And nighttime energy is far more at rest, far more at peace. Things are slowing down. What's the best investment, either in cost of time or cost of money, that you've ever made in your life or in your career as a whole? By having more toys and more tools and more things to... So basically gear, that would be the best way to put it, to create um, uh, textures, because I'm in love with texture in music. So synthesizers and interesting pedals and ways to manipulate your voice. And it just gives you an edge because once you understand that stuff, you can really manipulate it to become very unique. Any other um, recommendations for software or apps that you're currently using or love? It doesn't have to be specifically relating to music or editing, just at, mm. at, like in general, like on your phone or... Well, basically when I, you know, we spoke about photography earlier and I, uh, I use an app called Visco, V-S-C-O, and, and it's a free app. Um, and then you pay, if you want to get all the features, you pay 150 rand once off for the year. And then you get all, it's like a filtering system, basically. And it allows you to play with clarity and sharpness and, and uh, saturation and contrast and exposure. So it, it's a very detailed um, uh, photography, uh, photo or image um, editor. And obviously, I'm using Instagram to to generate an audience um, and an interest in my photography. And I'm 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 I'm, uh, I'm linked up there as a musician, but you know, 95% of my posts are all just me taking photographs. Um, yeah, it's just like I'm just a one-stop shop of like let's create stuff. <laughs> you know what I mean? Let's just make stuff. You know, like let's do whatever it takes, but let's create. Let's create. You, you, you asked a question, uh, something like, what does success mean to me? And I think that's pretty much what it means to me. It's just the, the ability to wake up every day and create. And, you know, you can put food on the table and um, you can, you know, look after yourself. That, that I just want to keep creating. I think that's the only thing that makes sense to me. Is because there's so much joy that can be found in it. So that's what I keep doing. You can find him online as Jack Thomas. It's quite a minimalist spell without a C and without an H. So that's Jack Thomas, J-A-K-T-O-M-A-S. On Instagram, he is I am Jack Thomas. He also runs a Facebook page called The Appreciation Station, where he shares links and information of other artists we should follow and support. Visit our website for all the links. I'm Michelle, and this is the WeCreate Podcast. Thank you for listening.